So, having left the dark shadows of the United Kingdom behind for once, I am in America, in Tallytown, for the 50th anniversary festival. And there are all that manner of cast members here, and hundreds and hundreds of attendees. And I am going to do what I can to speak to anybody who's prepared to stand and talk to me for a while. And will give you an idea of what it's like at the Dark Shadows Festival. Hello, could you please tell me who you are? My name is David Ross, I am the token Australian apparently, um, and I'm a fan of D- Dark Shadows. So obviously you're here at the Dark Shadows Festival for the 50th anniversary. You're not 50 though, I can see that. How old are you? No, I'm 24. 24. Um, so yes, I'm... You don't even look that, ones? to be fair. No, I do look 12, but... So, if you 24 looking 12, why are you at the anniversary of a show that's 50 years old? What first caught your Dark Shadows eye? Well, it's mostly Big Finish's fault. Um, so I'm a fan of their Doctor Who audios and a lot of their Doctor Who work, and I think when they were doing Bloodlust, I made such like a big deal about it on the website and all the news posts about it. I'm like, I might check this out, see if that's a good... Started listening to it, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad listened to the rest of Bloodlust as it came out, went back and listened to the first two seasons of audio dramas and became addicted. Try not to stay out too late after dark. This town isn't as quaint as it seems. I don't know what you think you saw last night, but I am not a monster. Perhaps I should start close to home. Perhaps with his son. After all, the greatest tragedy is for a parent to outlive his child, no? I have killed a child before. The passions of the flesh will wage war against your soul. I'm here now, and I'm not going to let anyone hurt him like that again. Taste of human blood, Angelique. I yearn for it more than anything. I heard you nearly died. A friend's hands reaching around that pretty little neck of yours. And it'll be another day in Collinsport. Another day, another death. I'm not having another death on my hands. I'm not scared of you, and I intend to get what I want. Well, I think it's good taking action. I think it takes bravery to not sit back. Oh, God, this is all my fault. They were going to go after some innocent man. Dark and stormy night. Who knows what's out there, eh? Start thinking where we're going to get your alibi, because you were on your own that night, too. I was born with the devil in me, and he has been with me ever since... We want to know who the killer is, yeah? So we've got to get into the mindset of a killer. Hello? Is someone there? I... I have a, a knife. I have a knife. There's more to this town than meets the eye, isn't there? Dark Shadows. Bloodlust. So you've gone back to the other audios. I've gone yeah. back and listened to pretty much most of them, I think, at this point. And I, I can see, although the listeners can't, I can see you've got a big Dark Shadows coffin here. So you've got the TV series as well. I have. So basically after going through most of the audios, I went back and went, okay, I'm going to try the TV series. And start and got, I think in Australia, they only released a box set of the first two Barnabas collections mm-hmm. in kind of this combined jumbo box. Got that. I was like, oh, it's not bad, not bad. I'm like, go get the rest of it. And so when my tax return came, I pre-ordered the huge box set from the States. Brilliant. So, do you have particular favourites of the audios? Out of the audios, it would be probably Amy Jennings. Uh-huh. The lovely Stephanie. I do love Amy Jennings. Um, I have to say, I also have a spot, soft spot of anything with Angelique. Mm. 
Um, and probably the other one would be Maggie and um, Harry Cunningham. They would be my favourites out of the audio characters. And what about the plays themselves? Are there any plays particularly stick in your memory? Well, this is probably my biggest favourite because it was my first experience of Dark Shadows. Um, Otherwise, ooh, toughy. I actually really enjoyed Tainted Love. That was really, really good. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. My name is Amy Cunningham. My name is David Collins. And my name is Hallie Stokes. Dark Shadows, Tainted Love. My life hasn't turned out exactly the way I planned. When you grow up in a family like mine, you can't expect it to. You see, my parents died. It was a car accident. My parents died. My brothers died. My husband died. My mother died. So I came to live at Collinwood. So I came to live at Collinwood. And I grew up here, at Collinwood. I was just a little girl. I was just a little girl. And I was just a little boy. Me and David, we were like brother and sister. Me and Amy, we were best friends. Not childhood sweethearts or anything, but you know. But one day, Amy's brother, Chris, and his girlfriend, Sabrina, took her away from Collinwood. And not long after, Hallie's uncle moved her into Collinwood. Me and Hallie, we were best friends. Not childhood sweethearts or anything, but you know. And one day we were killed, me and David. We were killed, but we came back. And then Sabrina killed Chris, and I was alone. And we died, but we came back. But then I left Collinwood. And I found Hallie's uncle, and I became his protege. And then I left Collinwood. I went to school. I went to medical school. And he was locked up in an asylum. And then I returned to Collinsport with my husband and my boys. And I returned to Collinsport, but I was possessed. And the possessed David was responsible for the death of Amy's husband. And I was a widow. And I came back to Collinwood. And then I was free. And I was back at Collinwood. Two childhood friends reunited. And it's David, isn't it? Amy and David. And it's Amy, yeah? David and Amy. But then I came back to Collinwood. She came back. My old childhood best friend. And it's Hallie, yeah? David and Hallie. David and Amy. David and Hallie. All back at Collinwood. But something else is coming. Something is coming to Collinwood. And I'm going to stop it. For David. And I think going back a little bit further back, I would have to say, um... Oh, I've just forgotten it. It's the love. It's the one with Angelique and Josette. I know what one you mean, and I can't. Final judgment. It. Final judgment. Yes, yeah. that is definitely that is final judgment. Angelique Bouchard, you stand accused of betraying all those who loved you, of bringing death and evil to two families that would otherwise have been joined by love. My name is Angelique Collins. I demand that I meet my accuser face to face. Then look upon the face of the woman who once loved you like a sister. Dark shadows. Final judgment. You will be found guilty of your crimes, then drawn down into the darkness where you belong, and I'll be restored and beautiful again. Don't count on that. No, no, no. You'll burn for eternity, Angelique. You will burn, and your screams will be the music that soothes me as I sleep. <laughs> My dear Josette, this is all quite absurd. By what authority do you, or even this court, judge me? 
My authority is granted from the darkness itself. You've fallen out of favor with your master. The Dark Lord has a new favor. Order. Order. There will be order in the courtroom. <gasps> My Lord of Darkness. What's happening? I'm your faithful servant. What could I have possibly done to be chained like a common criminal? You have not given of yourself fully, Angelique. But I have. You still love and hunger to be loved in return. There is no place for love in my work. Please. Besides, this promises to be very entertaining. Let the trial begin. So how are you enjoying this, this event today? It's really good. It's uh, I've never been to a US con before, so the whole experience is a bit new, but the atmosphere is really good. Everyone's really nice and friendly, which is very appreciated. So did you actually come over from Australia, especially? For I did. I timed it with a holiday. Oh, so yeah, I went so down to the rest of the United States and got a holiday, and then yeah. this is my last stop before I head home. Is there anything you'd particularly like to hear more of in the audios that you think, oh, oh? oh. Um, I guess more than anything, I would love to see more Carolyn. Okay. I think I really enjoyed her and Blood Lost and love to see more of it and particularly more of the audio characters like Amy Jennings and Harry and the coming ups and all that. Okay. So I'd love to see more with the new characters and more integration of some of the old characters as well. And you've met one of the Cunninghams today. You've I met have. Matthew Waterhouse. Thank you very much for saying hello. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi guys, my name is Joe Hart. And how did you find out about Dark Shadows in the first place? What's your route into the show? Well, I'm one of those kids who actually ran home from school every day and watched Dark Shadows from the time it was first on, probably about 19, late 1967 or so. So if you knew about the TV show from the original run, when these audios came along years and years later, do you know how you found out about the audios? What got you into them? I maybe heard about the audios around... 2007 2008 I had gone to some earlier festivals and I had stopped going for a couple of years and I think I first heard about them at one of the festivals around that time so had they been going for a while or did you start with them coming out at the beginning uh, I started out with the first full cast audio I remember getting the second full cast audio and maybe a couple of the individual ones uh, in between I'd forgotten what a strange town this is Poor people, barely people at all. They're like me. They're broken. <laughs> My name is Quentin Collins. I come from an old family, and old families have long held secrets. Soon I shall return to a lonely place where the house of Collinwood awaits me. I want you to be careful. Fate pulls me back here again and again. I'm tired of arguing with it. I want to go home. Go back to that house and you'll die. This house is mine. This isn't the homecoming I was expecting. Collinwood is inhabited by something terrible, something primal. That house is the center of everything that's happened. She's dangerous. <laughs> if I have to tear her spirit out of the ground, I'm going to bring Angelique here. 
I am reborn. We've unleashed something powerful that we can't contain. And the thing that I like the most about them is they move the story forward. Yeah. You know, so many Dark Shadows fans are just interested in watching the old show or visiting the old characters. I like seeing what happened next. You know, in the great tradition of serialized narrative. What's the next chapter? Who are our heroes going to encounter next and what are they going to be doing? So do you have particularly favourite audios, ones that you go back to? Uh, oh yeah. Um, I love the Fall of the House of Trask. That's yeah. one of my very, very favourite ones. Um, the whole 1971 series of Bloodlust, of course. Uh, just about everything that's been done in the last, in the last two or three years. And I love what you've done with the character of David, and I love Amy, and I know that this isn't going to end happily, because <laughs> <laughs> nothing usually does. That was the most evil laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> Amy Jennings. David? Amy, will you marry me? David? thought you'd never ask. Dark Shadows. Bloodline. Oh, and I love I loved the, the, the Tony and uh, Cassandra series. We've been hearing that a lot this weekend. People have been saying they really like the Tony and Cassandra stuff. The chemistry between Jerry Lacey and Laura Parker was just amazing. Mm. And, and one of the things that I like the most about the writing of these stories is it's not just all drama and it's not just all hard. There's a lot of humor, and it's intentional humor yeah. as opposed to the unintentional humor that was in some of the original uh, someone, episodes. Someone <laughs> described them as being like the Dark Shadows uh, summer specials because they're always away having a, an adventure somewhere else. And somebody said it's like you watch Dark Shadows through the year, and then Tony and Cassandra pop up in a summer special, going, "This is our TV movie of the week." Yeah. You know, I couldn't let you down, my dear. Let me down? <laughs> Who's the one excited to be out at sea again? <laughs> oh, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, I love you, Cassandra. I love you too, Tony. Mm. <sighs> Honey, the purser is waiting. Mm, let him wait. Darling. Oh, very well. Hi. Uh, sorry we're late. I'm Tony Peterson, and this, this is my wife, Cassandra. We're on our honeymoon. <laughs> All the dramas are so well-written, they're so literary, and they're so, you can tell that they're written by people who love the show. I mean, they're so reverential to minor details of things that happened in one episode, you know, in 1968, they can spin a whole story off of it. I think Joe Lidster's great at that, and that he gets people who are really versed in the show, and they bring that to it, or he finds somebody that he thinks, you'd be a good Dark Shadows writer, and you might not know about Dark Shadows, yes. but I'll bring that to it, I'll add the, I'll work with you to put the, the proper little bits and pieces in, I think he, he manages to get a good mix of people who really know their stuff, and people that he can add the stuff to. Right, yeah. and you had to bring back Sheriff Hardy in, right. some, in some incarnation. Big fan of Sheriff yes. Jeremiah, yes. 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 Oh, John's a good block. And he right. was another one of those characters who was just mentioned by name in the original series. Yeah. And, you know, he became a fully fleshed human being that people got to care about. And 
yeah, cared about what happened to them. So obviously we're here at the, the festival celebrating yes. 50 years. We're here for the weekend. There are lots of stars now. Are you enjoying yourself? I'm having a great time. I started coming to these things years ago to see the celebrities and you know to see what it was all about. But I've met so many people here and I've made so many friends that I come to these events now more to see my friends than to do anything else. So it's been a great time. It's been great meeting you guys, and I hope to see more of you at future festivals. Well, take note, Joseph Lidster, come along the next time. Yes, Joe. I really want to meet you. <laughs> My name is Joe Flanagan. I'm 57 years old. Um, I reside in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I was one of the not original fans of the show. I didn't start watching it until Barnabas had, uh, uh, Jonathan Frid had entered the uh, story the as Jonathan Frid, uh, as, as Barnabas Collins. And uh, I had watched some of the episodes previously, but I wasn't impressed by it because it was a soap opera to me. Yeah. And then one day I ran home from school because I used to come home from school. Um, I was about eight blocks away, so it was a different. It, it was definitely a distance to come home. Uh, and I popped the TV on, and here I see this man rising from a coffin, <laughs> and it intrigued me. And from that point on, I used to run home from school every day. There was a cemetery that uh, cut between where I lived and my and my house, so I used to run across the cemetery, and I cut used to running so fast because they actually had some like dogs that used to patrol the ground so it got me home faster <laughs> uh, a lot of the neighborhood kids watched it I never saw an episode in color though until mm. 1970 until late 19 or early 1970 the 1840 uh, storyline uh, we had black and white TV and uh, I had watched it but I started getting nightmares from it because I was only I was only uh, seven eight eight years old eight nine years old and uh, I used to sleep with a cross under my pillow. And one time my mother came and woke me up and I whipped the cross out in her face. And she said, you're not watching the show anymore. It scares you too much. So for a couple weeks I missed it. And uh, I knew that my friends were watching it. So I went next door to the neighbor's house to watch it. I figured if I was with a couple other people, it wouldn't bother me as much. And that's when I saw my first episode in color. And this is probably either past my 30th festival or <laughs> close to uh, close to that many I was lucky enough to work in the travel industry so I was able to travel to many places and you know stay at hotels for basically nothing so was so it at the festivals and you first found out about the, the Big Finish Audio? The Big Finish Audios? Um, yes it was at the festivals that I first found out about it and I was extremely extremely pleased I haven't listened to all of them um, but uh, I've been impressed that people like Donna McKechnie who had such a varied career, and I'm really upset that she's not here. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that she got another job. Uh, but she wasn't aware of the fact that Eternal Actress had won a Scribe Award. Los Angeles, 1950. The city of angels and broken dreams. Journalist Gideon Wilder is well acquainted with both. Gideon has had a busy two days. He has met his idol. And now, at his typewriter, he's writing his story. He has to tell the story, and he has to do it now, because he has a deadline. If you would like to come in, then Miss Stanhope will see you presently. Amanda, sir. Amanda Harris. It sounds like an important job, Miss Harris. Uh, she must trust you a great deal. Well, I have been with Miss Stanhope a very long time. You look far too young to have been with anyone a very long time. 
I am older than I look, Mr. Wilder, I promise you. You are only here because I have a story for you. A curse is stalking me. A curse? Yes. People I know, friends, my fellow actors, they die by their own hand. They destroy themselves. I have known Miss Stanhope for many years, and I have never seen her so... Disturbed? No, afraid. That is the word. She is afraid. Very afraid. Dark Shadows. The Eternal Actress. The other thing I'd like to see, and, and since you have Joanna going doing it now, as Don is doing, if she would continue in it, I would like to see the story of when Quentin and Laura went to Egypt. That, that got mentioned during the panel as well. Someone spoke about Quentin and Laura in Egypt. So. And, uh, you know, I, I actually wrote a little something, and I called it Gypsies, Vamps, and Thebes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's uh, terrible and brilliant at the same time. Yeah. And in a special treat at the festival, the Collinsport Historical Society has the Collinsport Historical Society here. Say hello one at a time. Hello, one at a time. No, this <laughs> And now tell us who you are. This is Wallace McBride. You are Mr. CHS. Um, yes, yes, that, that's, I think that's a fair, fair assessment. Are you Mrs. CHS? No, hello. Hi. Who, who are you? I'm Mrs. CHS. I'm Patrick McRae. It's a my pleasure. Now behave. We are here at the festival. You've been to lots of these things, I take it. This is my first. Is it? Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Anyway, let's talk about Big Finish because this is kind of what we're focusing on. How did you first hear about the audios is what I've been asking everybody. I don't recall exactly. I had really enjoyed Return to Collinwood and it would be from maybe Ain't It Cool News or one of the other media websites. I found out about the first four and I very eagerly bought them and loved them. And I've been with them ever since. And do we have favourite characters from the Audios Boys? Is it the TV ones, or is there anybody new that you like, especially? Um, the, the Quentin episodes are probably the easiest sell, I think. I mean, they're, it's a character you can like pick up and drop in any mm -hmm. time frame, and there's an adventurous quality to them that you're not going to get from the the characters who are like landlocked to Collinsport, for mm -hmm. example. Uh, but the the new the 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 Collinsport Goonies, which is how I referred to them, my, my writer for Bloodlust, I, the the new new characters in Bloodlust, I just thought were fascinating. They were some of my, some of my favorites. There was a new character in Bloodlust I liked. It was a reporter, and you only hear his voice, of course. But that was the character I really zoned in on. He died a horrible death off screen. <laughs> Not yet, he hasn't. I won't. I was going to ask you about that. Would you please tell us what your connection to uh, Bloodlust and some of the later audios is? Well, I play a character named Edgar McBride, which, which is the name of my son, who was uh, a newborn when I, when I was asked to do these. And I thought, uh, Joe Lister, the producer, at, you know, suggested we just use my own name on there, which was a, a better, which is a smarter way to go than the, what I suggested was a tribute to my son, who years from now I thought would be, think it was cute when he looked in there and see his name and the, the credits to it. I think but, you will. I think that's nice. Well, it's a little awkward when you have like Marie Wallace and Wallace McBride and Edgar, Edgar McBride <laughs> all like right there next to each other. It's like, it's the same name. It's like the letters rearranged. You're listening to WLSN 91.3 FM. And now the news with Edgar McBride. Sheriff Evans has reminded citizens that they must report to our office for mandatory blood testing. We now know for certain that there are creatures living in this town that conspire against us. Is there anything either of you would like to hear Big Finish do with the characters or the stories? Anything you think, oh, do you know what you haven't done yet? I would like to see a resolution to the Adam storyline. 
Yes, I would as well. Yes, I find that a big hole that needs to be addressed. Yes. Yeah, I've got an idea for that, and I mentioned it to Joe, to Joe years ago. And, and funnily I like, enough, everybody I asked got an idea about something. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, when I mentioned it to Joe, it was like you don't have to respond. I'm just putting this idea out there. I'm not. I'm not looking to sell you a story. But you know, if this if the story goes in this direction, I would very much like to hear that one. Uh, but I like to see Adam resolved and the story that was mentioned uh, during your panel today about revisiting the Laura Collins and Quentin relationship in Egypt and now that we've got Joanna going on board you know quite a few people have mentioned Quentin and Laura in Egypt yeah that's come up a few times today Patrick do you have anything yeah there's a there's a resolution of the very end of the show for me where you know Barnabas is clearly he's brokenhearted over Angelique he has to come back to the present he has to give her up this is it or does he in a world of time travel Mm -hmm. anything's possible yeah the the I guess the technical end of the show is a surprise because you don't know what's the end yeah. you, you, you get back to the present and then the next episode just starts without any ex- explanation in the it goes right into 1841 yeah, parallel yeah. time parallel there's no time, time yeah. traveling no, no characters you know it, it doesn't have a, a thread connecting it mm. to the rest of the show so it's, it's, it's a lurching narrative and it's a it's in 1970 in the prime universe mm. it's a it's a major sort of tragic almost Shakespearean mm. downer and yet it's very clear that this is the biggest romantic turn that Barnabas has made. And so to leave it as this kind of unfinished symphony, is just kind of the sustained note that's out there that needs resolution. And everyone oh, you, likes you to just... speak very poetically. Well, thank you. Yeah. I write poetically, too. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's something that is very much, for me, a big part of the resolution of his character. But... It's, it's, it demands to be finished, and everyone wants to start back up with Angelique as a villainous figure and kind of to just ignore that that storyline took place because it may be inconvenient for the whole Josette obsession, yeah. but it's part of it. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you can you. go back and enjoy your Saturday evening now. Cheers. Cheers. So I've grabbed another attendee who I'm going to ask to introduce himself and say hello. Hello, I'm Jonathan Kiter from Pennsylvania. Uh, is this the first festival you This you've is my first Dark Shadows festival. I tried to go two years ago, but I missed the... It was sold out before I was able to get a chance. I'm really excited to be here today. And how did you get into Dark Shadows in the first place? Then? If you weren't around at the time, then, was yes, it reruns? Um, well, I was a Doctor Who fan who was watching it on PBS, and then PBS in New Jersey started to air Dark Shadows twice a night, and I started to watch that on an old black-and-white TV set. <laughs> So you were telling me earlier at the Big Finish table that you're into the Big Finish Dark Shadows audio, so how did you find out about them? Um, seeing it at the website, I s- the Big Finish website, mm. I saw the uh, their Dark Shadows was coming, and so I paid attention to when it was released and got the first four CDs, and then after that I've been downloading it off bigfinish.com. So you say you saw it on the website, so does that mean you were already aware of Big Finish and already buying Big Finish stuff? Yeah, I started listening to Big Finish when the first Benny Summerfield releases were done. Oh, long term. Yep, back in the late 90s, and then picked up the first few Doctor Whos when they came out, and then didn't listen to it for a while, and then about 2002 started to download more and more episodes and series and Gallifrey and all of the other Big Finish productions. So do you have favourite Big Finish ranges then? Is it the Doctor Who and the Dark Shadows, is it? Uh, I really like the Benny series yeah. and also where the Benny series is going with the tie-ins with Doctor Who. Oh, with some oh of the, the new box the sets. The new box sets saying, yeah. with uh, Seventh Doctor and Ace mm. and uh, the main range and 
all the Tom Baker stuff and the fourth doctor because that's my doctor. <laughs> I saw you, Matthew Waterhouse is here today then. So yes, I was really excited to yeah. see Matthew Waterhouse today. I saw he posted something on Twitter mm. about the 50th anniversary box set and I was like, ooh, because he said the box set was going to be at the festival. It's like, does that mean Matthew Waterhouse is? Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah, clear yeah, in that yeah. tweet. And so I was really excited to see Matthew Waterhouse yeah. here. Last I saw him was in 84 in a convention in Philadelphia. So you met him back then, so not long after they'd left the Doctor yes. Who then, yeah, and then and this is the first time you've seen them since. Yes. He hasn't changed much. Not much. No. <laughs> so you must have heard him in the Dark Shadows audios yes. then. So. so with Dark Shadows, Quentin was always one of my favorite yeah. characters. So with the, wisp, the, the creeping, creeping fog. fog, okay. Keeping fog. That was an episode I really liked listening to, and then it also had Matthew Waterhouse mm. and David Selby, which was a great listen. What's that? Lord, take the candle. Outside. The voices. Surely you can hear them. Is it raining? Dark shadows, the creeping fog. Bombs clearly exploded and did severe damage to houses. I've died so many times. The United States has declared the fog. What was in the fog? It's not just fog. What did you do to your hand? Ah, please let me see. But how did it... it burned you? No. Not burned. Aged. An old man's hands. It's possible. Oh, you'd be surprised what's possible. It's here. It's coming through the door. I was right there on a hill overlooking the sea. It cut out my heart. There must be something we can do to stop it. What about an exorcism? I don't know the ritual. I don't know anything anymore. Quentin, what are you going to do? Mr. Collins, there's something there. I saw it, a shadow, moving right behind you. Everything dies. Quentin's a favourite. Do you have other favourite characters from the show or from the audios even um i was really excited when jonathan frid was in that episode the night carlin yeah the night whispers yeah and that was a really nice episode nice to hear him and i'd seen him in several productions he was an arsenic and old lace and right. saw that in philadelphia really yeah, yes. so yeah i've been yeah i've been a big fan of both doctor who and dark shadows yeah, they've been a big yeah. part of my life and so it was great that big finish does both and is there anything you'd particularly like to hear from the range that they haven't done yet? And any characters you'd like to come back or storylines you'd like them to tackle? I know it might be difficult, but the Barnabas and Julia storyline would be love to follow up on their adventures and what they're doing. But mm. that would be with the new Barnabas yeah. and find a new Julia, I guess. Well, they have mentioned Julia a few They've times in the audios yes. recently. So mm -hmm. I think something's afoot there. And I, I like the, you know, the the miniseries oh, and also the bloodlust the, the, and, and yeah. following sort of the current characters and David and him ruling Colin with now 
And so that is a fun and looking forward to listening to the new material. To, to Bloodline. Yes. Yeah. Thanks very much for spending the time to say hello. Cheers. I hope you yep. enjoy the rest of the weekend. Hello, everybody. My name is Marcy Robin. I'm a Dark Shadows fan from the original broadcast. And through the decades since then, the five decades, I've been involved in many ways with the fan community for the show, in many capacities with the actors and the cast members and the fandom itself, the publications, the merchandise and, and wonderful products such as Big Finish and all the things that have come before and will hopefully be coming after this particular uh, time. You actually are involved in organizing this event, so I've managed to snag myself one of the bosses. <laughs> well, we're not bosses, we're all volunteers. Everything I've ever done for Dark Shadows is volunteer work. Um, one thing that I uh, have done is I have been for many, many years uh, the publisher and editor of Shadowgram, the official Dark Shadows uh, print newsletter, in which I share uh, all confirmed official news that I get directly from the cast and crew members, directly from the Dark Shadows Festival, directly from MPI, Big Finish, all of those who are involved in the show and the follow-up uh, ways of sharing it with the uh, fan community. And uh, I also do the Shadowgram official Dark Shadows News online updates through the Shadowgram group at yahoo.com and that's a free group that anyone can join and people can get their uh, the preview and premiere announcements and the official information usually first before anyone else online gets it because I get it directly from all these other sources including the cast and crew members whom I've known many of them for uh, well over 40 years. As far as the Dark Shadows Festival goes, a group of us fans uh, in 1976 happened to meet, there were three of us, myself, Kathleen Resch, and Jeannie Peacock-Graham, and we decided, having been involved in different science fiction fandoms such as Star Trek and others over the years, we decided we'd like to do a um, fan convention for Dark Shadows. So we started what we called ShadowCon. We held the first one in San Diego as part of an overall science fiction convention, which name I've forgotten now, I'm sorry. but. Um, we had as our first guest John Carlin, and it was the first time we'd ever really met anyone uh, from the show. And at that point, the show was on the air, had been on the air in the Los Angeles area, which is where I was born and raised and still live, although I've traveled a lot, including in England. And um, we decided to just keep expanding the, the event because it was a big success for the fans. They were getting me to be introduced to the show because of the syndication, or they were um, remembering the show from their childhood or their brand new fans discovering it. So we decided to start ShadowCon. We did that for several years. Then we decided in 1983 to start um, the Dark Shadows Festival as a separate entity. And ShadowCon was uh, done by other people instead and went in other directions. So we started doing the festivals. We held the first one in October, I believe it was, of 83 in San Jose. Then we did another one in Newark, New Jersey. And after that, we started alternating between coasts mostly, although with Dale Clark, we did one, did two in Dallas also. The show was being syndicated in various parts of the United States at that time, and uh, therefore we had a lot of options for fans to, um, you know, come and see the guests when we'd bring them in, all the different stars and people like that. Uh, so these were the first and early Dark Shadows events. Uh, we continue with the festivals. I've been a member uh, of the staff, which is all volunteer, ever since. I'm a guest liaison, guest relations, so I assist our guests. I also have a lot of other responsibilities. Every year we do a costume gala or costume uh, celebration where fans are invited to come up on stage in the costumes that they made, uh, creating the characters, the, the recreating the Dark Shadows characters or characters they, um, you know, they've made up themselves. 
and we get people of all ages uh, from all over and that's one thing about fandom over the years we've seen multiple generations I can remember times when I was with say Catherine Lee Scott or Laura Parker at their book signings and assisting them in bookstores and we get people standing in line uh, mothers with babies in strollers <laughs> in the prams and um, just you know this is me or the little kids and they're saying this is me this is my child who's also become a fan you know as the kids get older um, my address used to go out at a lot of PBS stations when the show was being syndicated through PBS in several areas, and we'd give pledges for Dark Shadows. Um, I have subscriptions to the newsletter that I do, and um, the PBS stations were always surprised if it was a PBS station in St. Louis, and they were getting pledges from people in Seattle. But we, <laughs> got, but we got the word out through, again, this yeah. is all pre-internet, um, through phone calls and letters saying, hey, you know, call in, and so on and so forth. So we've seen multiple generations. We're now getting into the grandchildren. And um, it's, you know, 50 years of whoever would have thought the show that we saw once, you know, from 1966 to 1971 and thought, oh, we'll never see this again. But to the, you know, joys of syndication, the joys of Sci-Fi Channel, the joys of the videotapes that started coming out first in 1989 uh, from MPI, the joys of, you know, the DVDs and other things from MPI, and the joys of the wonderful audio dramas from Big Finish that extend show and its characters into so many wonderful directions uh, and through the festivals that's where we are now you have got a big finish connection as well yeah i have heard about so could you tell people what that is thank you yes um i was asked to um contribute a story to the new series of short story collections that big finish is doing that are featuring several of the cast members is all their or almost all of their um wonderful audio dramas have done and um just to do a, sto a short story that perhaps one or two person would, people would read, usually one, and it'd just be them reading a story, like if you're having someone read you a storybook uh, to put you to bed maybe, although if it's spooky, <laughs> maybe you don't yeah. want to be put to bed with that. But anyway, um, my story is called Hellwind, and it is based in Martinique. It is um, a story about Josette and Angelique when they were young. The um, story came as a result of a lot of interest that I had and um, my friend Kathleen Resch also had uh, to do stories. She ran a fan publication called The World of Dark Shadows. It was the first real one that was ever published. It began in 1975 and she finally stopped publishing them in the early 2000s. But we both had wonderful creative writing ideas. We were creative writers from, from childhood and had done a variety of different fanish things as well as you know, articles and so on for other uh, entities. And we were very curious about the, the history of these two young women who were so important to everything that Dark Shadows came to be popular with, which was Barnabas in a lot of ways. And everything sprang from that. So we started doing a lot of research uh, about the island, about the history in the 1790s and before and after that period. And we um, learned all we could. And ultimately we took a trip to Martinique in the uh, early 80s, I believe it's 81, and it has a very uh, amazing history, a very amazing um, feel to it, the culture. It's a mix of the native Carib Indians, the French influence, the British, the um, African Americans, the Americans, all these people, not African Americans, excuse me, the Africans, uh, going back into the um, early 1700s. We spent nine days there, just going around the island. We were not being tourists at all or anything like that. We spoke to a man who uh, was personally restoring the birthplace of Marie Antoinette, yeah. uh, Napoleon Bonaparte's wife, uh, and 
he gave us a lot of history because she basically was born in what is literally the same year that Josette was supposed to be born, 1760. So you were able to use all that research when we did. the story, yeah? We did, and we just, you know, some of the things we ate, we put in the story, <laughs> you know, that kind of, because of all the native foods and everything. And so we had that realistic feel to it. Lucette shoved Josette forward. They stumbled into the torrent, their feet awkwardly lurching down the path. The rain pummeled their hunched heads. Leaves and twigs ripped brutally from bushes and trees and blew past, scraping haphazardly against their cloaks. Sand seized and swept up from the beach, and pebbles lifted off the path, gritted under their feet, and gouged at their eyes. The wind buffeted them, yanking and thrusting against them angrily, hurling its own will at them. They struggled on, the path sloping ahead, the garden receding behind. Lost in the dark gloom were the distant plantation huts, outbuildings, orchards, and fields. The world they had always known was swallowed down the cavernous maw of the hurricane. Battered, at last their goal loomed up out of the murk. I wrote Hellwind in approximately 1982 after our trip to Martinique, and it was published in one of the fanzines uh, in 83 or 84, I forget which collection called Decades, which took the period of the 1750 until about 1800 and the Khan's family and all the things they went through. So presumably As then, having written it in 1980, that been published and appreciated at the time and everything, you kind of put it to the side, that would be the last you, you thought of it. Thank you, so, yes. So, so I think, was it Jim Pearson's idea that? Yes, um, Jim Pearson approached myself and Kathleen because he knew we'd done a lot of fiction writing for, this, for Dark Shadows and he asked if we had any stories that could be mm. considered and it was a very flattering compliment. So we went through some of our old stories and uh, as I went through mine, uh, I had an idea obviously of how much you know, bleak finish we need as far as you know, size yeah. and so on. And I immediately thought of Hellwind. Um, Hellwind is based on a true incident that happened in Martinique. Uh, that's that part of the Caribbean uh, and the Atlantic Ocean where they meet. Um, in the West Indies, and it's where they get a lot of hurricanes and storms. They probably shouldn't tell people any more than that if they're going to listen oh, to it. Because uh, they're not going to hear it until they're going to hear this first. So, what was it like looking back at the story then to 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 write it again to, to sort of tidy it up for for the, for, for the, the new version? It was different because I, I it had always been one of my favorite stories that I'd written. Mm. Again, because 1795 was an interesting, most interesting to me. Um, I think. Looking back at it, I read it through and I went, you know, not bad. <laughs> and um, went through and did, you know, as, as a long-time writer and of all kinds of things, you know, you go through and you kind of pick at it and you always look at it from a different view as, you know, as time passes. So I didn't really do too many changes. I did some, some things looking back. And then when I finally submitted it to Big Finish and they kindly accepted it, they had a few suggestions and I was had no problems with fitting those in. Mm. And you know, as far as we can tell, they all fit in fine. Well, I'm loving so the idea that it's a story that has come from the past of Dark Shadows to be used again. I love that it's not just commissioning people to do things. That Jim and Joe have discussed it and they've come up with a story to bring forward again and to visit the history of Dark Shadows in a way. So I'm really looking forward to hearing it. I think I should let you get back to work now, though, because <laughs> someone somewhere will be going, where's Marcy and what... <laughs> I need her to do this and somebody else will need you to do that. But thank you very much for taking the time oh, to talk to me. thank you so, so much. much. I look forward to hearing it a lot. And I thank you for, for accepting it. I thank you for accepting some more of my stories. Yeah. And I look forward to working with Big Finish. I'm very pleased to be part of their community. And I appreciate all they've done and how 
grateful I am. I, I really appreciate it. I hope everyone enjoys the story and uh, continues to enjoy Dark Shadows and continues to enjoy how Big Finish is expanding the universe and the stories and the characters of Dark Shadows. It's wonderful. So I've managed to grab a few moments with someone else. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, say hello? I sure would. I'm Marie Wallace from Dark Shadows, of course, and uh, just here at the Dark Shadows 50th anniversary celebration. And are we having a marvelous time? But you know, another place where I had a great, great time was doing the Big Finish CDs. I think they are just such a wonderful continuation of Dark Shadows. It's and all the fans so far that I've ever spoken to loves it. And I love the fact that even in the original one, I played three characters. Well, I'm getting a chance to play those characters and a few more. Now we have one that I love doing. It was uh, the part of Jessica, and that's called In the Twinkling of an Eye. And that and Bloodlust, which is a great in many parts with everybody in the cast in it. Uh, those two CDs are actually up for a Scribe Award for 2016. I believe that's going to be announced within the month, probably sometime in July. But I am looking forward to that and was so pleased that both of them that I'm in, uh, <laughs> you know, are up for these awards. I think now, if you're going to go up for an award, you want Marie Wallace to be in your play. That clearly makes a difference. Yes, I agree <laughs> with you. How about that? Now, Blood and Fire is a wonderful one now, too. And uh, I believe, isn't this the one that everyone is in? Everybody's in. Everybody, everybody who counts in Dark Shadows. And uh, it's really wonderful to listen to. I really, I tell you, it's a unique idea. First of all, our show started 50 years ago. We just, instead of losing interest, we just keep finding and discovering fans that love, 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 love the show. And now, with this continuation of it, with Big Finish, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And so much thanks goes to Big Finish. I always enjoy them. I enjoy, sometimes I do it with another actor right opposite me, but many times I'm in one studio, she's in London perhaps, and someone else is in California, and miraculously, they put this thing together, and when I hear it, I say, I cannot believe we weren't all in the same studio doing that. And uh, so it's just very exciting to me, and I'm very happy to be a large part of it. I think that's a testament to how good you all are. I think if you have good actors, then you can piece them together, even if they don't have each other to bounce back and forth. You can just put it together, yes. and nobody would know because yeah. the people in it really know what yeah. they're doing. Yes, so, it's wonderful. So how have you been? So how have you been enjoying the festivals this the weekend? The festival has been wonderful. We have probably 50 or more percent of people who've never been here before to these festivals, loving it. And uh, of course, our many long-term fans that have probably have been coming around uh, ever since the show ended. And uh, but this one seems to be especially special, perhaps because it is 50 years. and. Uh, that to me is remarkable. I can't believe it. It feels like maybe 20, but not 50 for sure. Of course, I was probably about three years old, I guess, when I started and played my first role in Dark Shadows. Must have been. Must have been. 
Well, we can go back. I know you have a huge autograph queue waiting yes. for you. So I would thank you so much for spending a few minutes to say hello. And uh, we love having you in the audios. And uh, I know there's some more Jessica coming up. So we look forward to getting you back into a studio. I am looking forward to playing Jessica, one of my now favorite roles. A pint of Colin Sports special, was it? Oh, that's my son. He's my Ed. It's so awful. But Susan, his wife died a few months ago. That's why I'm back. I'm here to look after him. Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I never really liked Susan that much. Not that I'd say it to him, but if there's one thing that's come out of it, it's that he got me back. Here, looking after him. Like any good mom would do. I just hope he... Well, I hope he leaves a little while before finding anyone else. Because I do love my son. And I'd do anything, anything to protect him. Dark Shadows, Bloodlust. Hello. Hello. Who are you? I'm Matthew Waterhouse. I play assorted Cunninghams in assorted Dark Shadows Big Finish audio dramas. And you're in Blood and Fire, which I is am in Blood available and Fire. this weekend, although not out until Monday because Monday is the 50th anniversary. In which I'm this Reverend Samuel Cunningham. Yes. Dark Shadows has a long history of reverence. We don't know how you're going to fit in there. No, many of the reverends in the Dark Dark Shadows, you know, are very, very bad people indeed. And the only way to find out if Samuel is one of them is is to listen. But it doesn't all go well because it's part of the Cunningham family. Because Mm. so far, the Cunninghams have appeared in the Creatures of Fog and Bloodlust are pretty horrible. They are, yes. Pretty typecast again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, years of training. So I think I'm right in saying that this is the first convention you've ever been to that you're not here for Doctor Who reasons. Yes, that is true. I think that I've never, ever been to a convention ever except to, to talk about Doctor Who and stuff like that. It's actually quite bizarre, really. So have you had people coming up to you who are Dark Shadows fans and going, Yo, you're Matthew Waterhouse from the Dark Shadows audios? Uh, one or two have, have, have uh, uh, I have some fans of Andrew Cunningham and John Cunningham who are enthusiastic about th- those particular characters and don't know anything about Doctor Who, which is quite really quite nice. Yes, it must be different. Yes, yes. yes. And have you had people who are Dark Shadows fans and Doctor Who fans who maybe didn't realise you would be here because it's a Dark Shadows? Yes, Dark Shadows convention. I wasn't actually announced because I've come just with, you know with the finished contingent, so I wasn't sort of on the posters or on the website or anything. So yes, there was some people quite surprised. Yeah. Quite a few people, uh, it's not surprising that there's some crossover between Doctor Who and uh, Dark Shadows, so it's not actually surprising. But um, yeah, one or two people have been, um, didn't expect me to be there and they were pleased. And that and I saw one girl whose jaw basically hit the floor, she was so thrilled. Yes, yes, yeah, she seemed very pleased and um, quite lovely really. Element of surprise, it was quite fun. So have you had a good 50th anniversary of Dark Shadows? I've enjoyed it very much. It's been great fun. It's a good a good atmosphere and everybody's nice and it's lovely to meet some of the actors that, um, that I've actually worked with in the sense I've done scenes with them but never actually met them. I mean, Lara, Lara Parker, who is Angelique, we've done amazing scenes together, really good stuff, really well-written scenes, but we've done them in, on different continents. You can't scare me with your bells and whistles, monster. Do you hear those screams? Do you feel their power? 
the spirit of every woman who threw her life away at the mouth of this cave. Do you feel them, Andrew? You know who I am, witch? Oh, Mr. Trask has kept me well informed of your prying around. I tried to stop him, mistress. Not at all. It's wonderful to finally come face to face with uh, Mr. Cunningham. I hope I don't disappoint. I'm not scared of you, and I intend to get what I want. And what is that exactly? What kind of desperation makes a man travel halfway across the country to meet the fabled Angelique Bouchard? I'm Graham. I'm David. What brings you to this festival then? I, these do not sound like American accents. Um, we came, we, we bought a couple of CDs um, from Big Finish first because we're Doctor Who fans and um, really enjoyed those but kind of felt that we didn't know where it had all come from so ended up buying the box set of DVDs. The big coffin. The, the big yeah. coffin and then we're, we're working through that um, uh, and then we got married last weekend and when Congratulations. We, thank you. And when we were planning that, we realised, oh, it's 50th anniversary. I wonder if there's anything special on. And there was. So we decided we'd come here for our honeymoon. Bonkers. <laughs> we can't think of a better place to come for honeymoon. <laughs> think of all those boring people lying on the beach somewhere. <laughs> we are the Dark Shadows Festival. So Big Finish got you into Dark Shadows then, is that? Yeah. Yes, I mean, we went to the Big Finish days for Doctor Who, but... There was always a half hour. Um, Usually with Matthew Waterhouse. Yes. <laughs> and um, but they spoke so passionately about them and said how good it was that we thought we'd try it. So um, we thought it sounded like our thing. And it was. Yeah. Because we've got, well, they, they actually technically belong to Graham, but I suppose now they belong to me as well. Um, yes, what's, what's his is now yours. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a kind of hundreds, literally hundreds of the big finished Doctor Who things. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I suppose that's why we thought oh, it was worth buying the first series of Dark Shadows because we expected it to be good, and it was. That's handy. <laughs> so have you got many of the Dark Shadows on you? It's just the first series. So was that four or five? Four in the first four, batch. Yeah. 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 We have to go back to the table and then introduce you to some more of them. The anniversary special is out tomorrow. It's now officially out tomorrow. We've just been told today. So uh, we'll have to come and show you some more things. Do you have favourite characters from the TV show? Then? Um, well, we love Roger, of course. Yeah, Roger's fine. He's my favourite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's really have another brandy. <laughs> <laughs> we really love Maggie as well. So we're very pleased to meet Catherine yeah, Scott this weekend. Um, yeah. So you've come here on your honeymoon and you're going to this <laughs> bizarre event how, how is how are you enjoying the day it's great it's fantastic yeah, we yes. really enjoyed <laughs> it and i think graham's highlight was meeting john carlin um because graham's also a huge cagney and lacy fan he's very funny and lovely so and he's he's and he's loving it isn't he he's yes, really he is. getting off <laughs> he's really yeah. getting on with yeah, everybody yeah yeah it's yeah. been huge for him for a long time but it was worth it. He's holding court, <laughs> it's magnificent, <laughs> yes. yes. He's, he's, I was really impressed with yeah, him. That was a highlight. So I'm glad you've enjoyed your, your rather bizarre honeymoon. Um, 
and more individuality, more bizarre honeymoons, I see. Yes. Uh, not for you two, you just have the one. No, we just have yeah, the one. Just the yeah. one. But uh, thank you very much for taking the time out of your honeymoon to talk to us. Thank Cheers. You. Thank Thanks. you. As a postscript, literally after the event, I have grabbed co-producer of the audio range, David Darlington, to say hello. Say hello. hello. He said hello. How was the Dark Shadows Fest for you then? Dark Shadows Fest was very entertaining and productive. It was, um, having been to dozens of Doctor Who events in the UK, I was actually surprised that it was more similar than it was different to those, albeit on probably a larger scale, just by sheer dint of the size of the, the country of America. But uh, yeah, it was it was really good. We met lots and lots of people who are um, who have either been keeping up with us or who were aware of who we were years ago and have sort of fallen away because we haven't really had a presence in recent years. Um, and it's been good, lots of people engaging with what we do. Lots of people with suggestions of what they want us to do in, in future, which is always interesting. Did you notice any of them sort of reoccurring? Or did you get a few the same uh, things? Yes, we've had a few. I mean. I, I don't know how much detail I want to, would want to go into on the record in case we decide against doing any of them for whatever reason, but certainly um, Tony and Cassandra's been a recurring theme, so that's certainly something we're at the very least going to be thinking about. Oh, who else was mentioned? Adam was mentioned once or twice, which is much like uh, Laura the Phoenix, is something I've mentioned once or twice in the past as well, so yes. And I think Alexander Molka was mentioned a few times. Uh, everyone mentions Alexander Molka. I mention her myself on a fairly regular basis. Yes, it would be fabulous. So you got to meet the cast as well, who you'd only met Catherine before, hadn't you? Yes, met almost everyone who was here that we've worked with. The only one I didn't get a chance to say hello to was John Carlin, who spent um, the entire weekend surrounded by fans signing autographs and holding court. So I didn't manage to grab him for a couple of minutes, but spoke to everyone else. He did bellow at us as he went past <laughs> he at one did, point. He did, yes. But yeah, we'd, I got to say, uh, Christopher Pennock was very enthusiastic about what we had done with him, and um, uh, Jim Storm was very into it. We only spoke to Lara Parker very briefly, but uh, she was... She's very interested in what we're doing and happy to do more. Catherine as well, obviously. Marie Wallace is an absolute darling, just loved everything we were doing. Uh, David Selby's a lovely guy. Yeah, Jerry Lacey as well, of course, was sat next to us for large chunks of the weekend, signing stuff and uh, 
and occasionally catching her eye and looking over. Did you meet anybody who hasn't done a big finish yet? Uh, yes, briefly spoke to Sharon Smith, Sharon smith Lentz as she is these days. Without wanting to preempt anything, we did sort of say, hello, and might you be interested? And she said, basically, well, well, hello, and yes, I might be interested. Which is about as far as we've taken it so far, but you never know. So glad you went then? Uh, yes, it was a bit chaotic getting into the place, but once we got there, it was all good. And uh, yeah, yeah, I would happily do it again. And the day after the event was the 50th anniversary of Dark Shadows. <laughs> yeah, yes. Did you celebrate that in any way? Well, other than sort of going out for food and drink, which is what I do most days, uh, yeah, I um, wandered round to what is, well, it's no longer the Chelsea Broadcast Centre, although that's the most recent name it's had, but whatever it was, it was called 50 years ago, that was where Dark Shadows was made and broadcast from on 54th? 53rd, 53rd Street in Manhattan. Uh, not terribly far from where I'm staying in New York, actually. So, uh, yeah, went to see the place. Had a little moment of, um, you know, wondering what it had been like over the previous 50 years. It's always quite nice to do that sort of thing. And when the last time I did that show, those producers stood there. <laughs> yes, you know, for all I know, they've all done it. But, you know. <laughs> I have got a few things from the festival which we are going to have a little competition, aren't we, boys and girls? Yes, we are. I have got here CDs of Echoes of the Past, which is signed by Jerry Lacey, David Selby, Catherine Lee Scott and Lara Parker. That's all four leaders. Jerry is also one of the writers, and Ian Farrington, one of the other writers, has signed it so far. If I can, before the competition end date, I will get the other two writers to sign it, and we will be giving that away question to follow and I also have a copy of the 50th anniversary special which is going down awfully well you must be pleased yes it's um, getting exactly the response we hoped for and I took that round everybody at the festival and it is signed by John Carlin Christopher Pennock Marie Wallace Jerry Lacey Lara Parker Jim Storm Nancy Barrett Catherine Lee Scott David Selby and Matthew Waterhouse, who were all at the event. Since I got back, I've added Daniel Collard, and if I see anybody else again before the competition end the date, I will get them to see it. We should be meeting uh, Daisy Tomei sometime in the next week or so. Yes, that's, um, that's now looking very likely, yes. So I will certainly add Daisy if that comes through, and anybody else I happen to be able to get a hold of. It's all defacing this lovely cover. <laughs> They can buy another one and keep that lovely cover. This one's special. And we will be giving the two of these away to someone whose name gets pulled out the heart. And the question is, and you'll know the answer if you've been listening to this podcast, during it, we were told by Marcy Robin what the name of her story, which is going to appear in December's CD release, Haunting Memories. And we want to know what the title of that story is. So send your answer in by email to podcast at bigfinish.com subject head of Dark Shadows Competition by midnight on Sunday, August the 14th. I'm not sure how midnight works when it's like around the world competition, but that's what I've been told to say. Dark Shadows, Echoes of the Past. Are you the Reverend Trask? The boy asked, with a look of apprehension on his face. I am, Trask responded with as much dignity and pomposity as he could muster, which in his case was considerable. What can I do for you, my son? 
I have been sent, sir, by the family neighboring our farm, who asked that you come at once. You see, sir, they fear that their daughter has been possessed by the devil. I watched him head for the door, the film can under his arm. I thought about running after him. For a brief moment, I considered chasing him down the street, but then I sat back and breathed out. I knew he'd be back. Scene 17, interior, nighttime. The hall of a large house in the Hollywood Hills, run down, empty, abandoned. A title card reads, the following night, the monsters prepare to strike again. Each time I soak in the sight, sounds, and smells of the Cullensport docks, I remember why my hometown is so important to me. I'm destined to be here, destined to take the stand I've chosen to take. It's the best time of year, late spring. Mid-May, when the fish are biting and the azaleas are bursting into bloom. It's almost hard to believe when that breeze licks your face with its promise of the warmth of summer. Hard to believe that at the heart of such a beautiful place lurks evil. It surged through me, across the miles, and into the spider lurking in Barnabas's room. I could feel its instinct to run, but I forced it still. It looked deep into the desperation of the Black Shroud, longing to be free from my control, but I held it as the power streamed from its eyes. Dark Shadows is a Big Finish production.